Welcome everybody to Lore and Poor. Hey, we have got an amazing guest tonight. We have got with us Anthony Joyce, the uh, D&D 5E designer and also the number one leading expert on the great old ones. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, it's funny that you invited me here tonight. Most people don't know that I actually wrote my uh, PhD dissertation and thesis on the great old ones. It's predominantly what I'm known for. Did a few, um, you know, I, I was called before Congress a few times to testify on that threat because I'm in the military. I'm the leading expert in the military as strategist against great old one incursions. And so um, thank you. I'm glad you noticed that about my career. So I'm guessing most of that's probably pretty hush hush and we probably classified yeah, yeah probably can't get much into the 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 military aspect and the real yeah. life threat of that but at least we can talk about the D lore fun side of it um of course of course in like a month or two we may all get wiped out by a cthulhu coming into our world <laughs> but uh we don't need to think about that tonight or uh whenever our audience are listening to this uh all we need to worry about tonight is Anthony, what are we drinking tonight? So I have a bottle of the McAllen Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Gold Double Cask. Uh, this retails for between $60 and $70 a bottle. Um, and it's very smooth. I'm drinking it on the rocks. Before this, um, I had Angel's Envy Bourbon Old Fashions. I had two of those to, to prep. So that was the prep session. <laughs> And now we're going into the live session here. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know if you ran out of that and had to switch over. Yeah, mm. uh, it always uh, it never fails. It never fails to embarrass me on the I don't I don't even know why I ask the guest what they're drinking anymore, because every single time they always pull out all the stops and have these amazing drinks. And I'm just like. Yeah, again, I'm just drinking um, Kettle One Vodka and Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez, uh, I've got to, I've got to do something. I'm recording another one of these next weekend, and I'll, I'll figure something out, everybody. I promise, I'll, I'll get something. <laughs> hey, you know, just, just bump it up a notch every time, you know. <laughs> you know, do a little bit of exploring in the drink realm, and there you go. It'll yeah, I, I still need to, uh, yeah, Cage, Cage uh, offer to or suggested that I should branch out to at least like different Mountain Dew flavors or something. Mm, there you go. Like Code um, Red. Yeah, Code or, Red, uh, <laughs> Livewire. Those are the only two I know, and I don't even know if they make them both anymore. Oh, but uh, I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, well, Anthony, um, we the new way that we've been starting out all of our recent episodes is to kind of just give you free reign and to let you really just take as much time as you want to give kind of an overall high-level history of the Great Old Ones. Like, how, what are they? Where did they come from? Uh, how long have they been around? Um, you know, just a, just kind of a A to B history. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's dive into some D&D lore here. So if you're listening at home, gather around and this is kind of the deepest darkest secrets of DD, if you can believe it or not so what most people don't know is cthulhu uh is a great old one within the DD universe now i like cthulhu for several reasons one he's very well known even in our own culture because he's you know 
good gen. G GS15 classified, he's real. But we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> you, you have you have him coming from, you know, we have great scholars like uh, Lovecraft who wrote about his exploits, and he made his way into D&D. Now, you'll find him in, in some adventures that I actually written, uh, the Heir of Orcus first four specifically, you can find that. And so when I delved into that land of madness, you realize that these creatures come from the far realm. It's a realm where mere mortals uh, can't even fathom beyond the you know confines of the astral plane and whatnot. And these great old ones have such vast power that they rival even the devils of the nine hells, Asmodeus, uh, the demons like such as uh, Orcus, and they can form packs. We see this mainly play out with warlocks, okay? That's predominantly where they reside. And um, there's some other ones too. I, I like to highlight Father Limic, who is a great old one that was actually brought to the Forgotten Realms. So if you want to talk Forgotten Realms specific and you're looking for great old ones in the Forgotten Realms, uh, Father Lemic is actually in a mountain. He's been captured and uh, the High Elves of Myth Draenor long ago, they, they actually did a ritual where they imprisoned him inside of a mountain and he has a cult that is been working in the Forgotten Realms secretly trying to free him. And uh, if he is ever freed from the mountain, you know, the Forgotten Realm is going to be in a very, very bad place with a great old one, Father Lemic, who is trying to bring about the ultimate destruction of the universe uh, down on the Forgotten Realm. So for DMs out there, a good adventure hook for you. So that's kind of where I think, you know, the interesting aspects are to tie into. Again, Cthulhu, I think, is one that people can find a lot of pop culture references to and incorporate in their games. Uh, and because he is a Forgotten Realms and a D&D uh, great old one that sounds like um i didn't know about father limic am i saying mm -hmm, that right mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i didn't know about that uh, that sounds that sounds terrible who's who's trying to stop that who's stopping that so so right now he's trapped in and what's in it so if you're looking at how we bring in these great old ones into our campaigns beyond just the traditional uh, warlock pact, okay, that they have where they're kind of in the background. Starspawn. So Starspawn are creatures mainly featured in uh, Mordenkind's Tome of Foes and as well as Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. They have some new Starspawn. But Starspawn are these creatures that come from the, the far realm, the astral planes, what have you, the far beyond, and they are heralds uh, and messengers of the elder evils, uh, the great old ones. And they will come through meteorites and they'll crash onto planets. So you might have a meteorite crash onto uh, the Forgotten Realms and a larva star spawn mage who's made of, you know, just a million different types of worms that encompasses his body. He'll start to infest people and, you know, people will get taken over um, and they start to kind of spread. They have these weird uh, star spawn manglers and star spawn hulks and star spawn uh, seers that are very powerful creatures. And uh, the new ones that I like that came from Van Richten's star spawn emissaries, which are just massive CR 20 plus creatures that when you kill it one time, it's uh, able to shape shift into any type of creature. When you kill it one time, it kind of turns into a massive monstrosity, like the movie, The Thing, where there's just a massive tentacled creature, uh, you know, this, this called a greater star spawn emissary comes and it, it just wreaks destruction on whatever planet it's on so those are 
are both messengers that are spreading the good word of their lords and savior Cthulhu and uh, Father Limic <laughs> out there in the universe. And um, they can serve as a great antagonist to uh, any sort. So they would, those entities would try to come to the Forgotten Realms and get the cultists to go to the uh, mountain that Father Limic is entrapped in and try to free them. So that's kind of how those creatures would play a role. And then the elves, the high elves, and certain other um, guardians and factions would probably try to prevent the releasing of Father Limic. Okay, yeah, I was going to say we definitely need to get somebody on stopping Mr. Lemon because that sounds like just bad news all around. Um, Zervier, yeah, he, looks you... like, he looks like a big bug almost, and he has like these two razor arms that kind of like hook down, like a, hook, like a hooked horror. But he's just the size of he's he's a gargantuan size, massive, uh, and he's yeah he's pretty nasty. I'm picturing like a like a zergling from Starcraft, but way bigger. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I think uh, let's see here. I'm gonna throw in the chat here actually a link to it, and you can see. So he's got like he's got this big body. He almost looks like a like if you look like a face hugger from Half Life. Okay, yeah. like a little like a little square, and he's got these big hooks for hands, and he's got like a bunch of spikes on him. And that's kind of what uh, he looks like. Yeah, that's um, that. Everybody deems out there. Let your players stop that, um, Anthony. If if the if the military needs like help on like picking like a high pri- priority target, I would say that's probably one. Mm-hmm. That's probably one they should go after like right now and go just bomb the shit out of that mountain because yeah. that's, that's fucking terrible. That's why we're asking for a lot of taxpayers to increase our funding in the military. You know, we got real hey, problems. Hey, I am for it. I am for it. Let's everybody just give, give a couple more bucks yeah, to yeah, get yeah, Father Lemon out of here. Um, I think I think another question that's on everybody's life, uh, a mind, Anthony, is that mm-hmm. just the great old ones, right? What's so like? What's so dang great about them? Like what? You know, they. Uh, I think what's great about them is you're. So if you're in a D and D campaign, right, and you have like your gods, they're boring, lawful evil, lawful good. You know, this just kind of <laughs> like, yeah, I know what they stand for. Whatever, it's kind of just uh, vanilla. A great old one again, because it's beyond like mortal comprehension. There is no. Uh, I think attachment to alignment per se, it does whatever it wants. Uh, Its purpose is beyond anything we can imagine. So when you're a warlock or any type of uh, character that might worship one, it can bring a different type of flavor into your game, into the existing lore. So if you're in that world, I mean, and you're a prophet, you might see visions, you might have nightmares or or beautiful dreams of, of what these great old ones want to bring about. And that's your purpose in life, is to make sure that their purpose is, is carried out on whatever planet you're on. And it could be anything. So uh, it, it has, in the lore itself, it has a lot of interesting aspects because the people aren't gonna play out the way you would think. Like if, again, I'll go back to Asmodeus or, or Zariel or something like that, you know what their motives are. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really know what the motives of an elder evil or a great old one is. It is what it is, whatever it wants it to be, um, which can be perceived in game as whatever m- morally right or morally wrong dilemma you you might expect. So uh, it gives a lot of leeway. It's uh, it's incomprehensible to mortals. So sometimes doing something that is very odd 
uh, or, or seems to be bad might actually be good or doing something that's good might actually be very bad for the world itself. So I think it's, it injects a very interesting style of play into the into the world. Yeah, are they do they tend to kind of lean uh, you know more I know it it seems it seems like I'm already picking up that the constructs of good and evil are going to be kind of shady in this entire uh subject in, in this entire interview, but do they tend to lean more evil, good, mixed, neutral? that the lore as written might lend itself to be more evil in the spectrum of good and evil um, but I would challenge that assertion and I would say that it's actually more accurate to say they are more chaotic than they are anything else so um, maybe chaotic neutral but again a lot of the lore tries to bring them to the evil side and I can see that but you know evil uh, you know, I, I, I like to think of them just as chaotic. They're chaotic. And you can play that however you want. Now, the tropes are going to be evil. Uh, but if we dive deep into the research and we go back, you know, the ancient Aztecs and Mayans, they wrote about them at some times. And, and they kind of showed the uh, the good nature of the elder evils that could exist out there. Uh, same okay. with the Greeks. The Greeks, the ancient Greeks tied, in, tied them in as well. So how... Sounds like um, how how many uh, great old ones are there? Are we talking like in the single digits, double digits, triple digits? I think there would be so well known. We're talking maybe you know in in the D and D universe, you got about ten, uh, but it could be infinite. You know, I try to think of the other evils as the uh, senior citizens, you know, living facility that is in South Florida and except it's in just the far realm and they're all hanging around playing chess, but the chessboard is the world. Okay. It's the universe. So they, you know, they're going to have their bad days and their good days. They're going to get upset. They're going to throw the chessboard when they think somebody else is cheating and it's going to cause chaos. Right. I mean, you, you know, and the mortals are going to interpret that as, Oh my gosh, the elder evil is so bad to me. But the elder evil is just trying to show that their their partner they're playing the chess game with, like, look, man, don't cheat, don't cheat, just play the game. <laughs> you know, they lived a long <laughs> life. They're called the great old one for real. You gotta show respect. You know what I'm saying? That that I'm oh man, it leads me to so many different questions. But what I think the one that it leads to uh, the best is uh, you mentioned they're the great old ones. Are mm-hmm. they? Are, are are they just called that because like are there the great new ones or are there the mediocre old ones or is it just like what is it their age that makes them so great is that what yeah. it is yeah i like to think of them as like uh when i did some really deep dive research into some classified files we found out that they're very akin to like Nana and Papa, right? So if you got a, you know, grandma and grandpa, Nana and Papa in your life, they, they have seen some stuff go down. They have seen <laughs> multiple iterations of worlds and universes Warp. being created. So these like, you know, they're looking at these, uh, these the gods like Torm and, you know, Tyr and all these other, you know, new gods as like young pups on the street. Like, hey kid, I've been there, done that. Um, I know what's really going on and you don't. So. That even the devils and the demon lords um, 
they're all new. They would be like Gen Z and millennial type, I guess, to these where the great wow. old ones, they're going to now think about it. the great old ones are not even like the boomers. They like precede that. So they're like, I, I forget know. what I forget yeah. what was before. The we got to go. Go, 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 go back to like ancient times, you know, King Richard the <laughs> third or something like that even before. <laughs> But yeah, they're 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 old and they're cr- you know they're crotchety. They just wanna they wanna <laughs> die. Sometimes they can't die. You know, they're just this a little is, pissed off. I mean, I would be pissed off too if I was like this great old one, and then I'm like shitting my pants because I, I lost my bowels. You know what I mean? Like this it's is ridiculous. making me picture Cthulhu. Just, yeah, he's just looking different. for. He's like the guy that got let out of the nursing home. He's just trying to find his way back. He's confused. You know, Cthulhu, poor guy. I feel bad for him. <laughs> I feel bad for Cthulhu too now. Yeah. I, I hated him before we came into this, but yeah. now I'm like, I feel bad for him. He's just trying to find out what's going on. He's like, where am I? Where's my meds? Where's the nurse at? You know what I mean? But, hey. So uh, so we, we, we did talk about, we touched on Cthulhu and we touched on uh, uh, Dr. Lemon. Um, what are some of the other, like, yeah, like see. what? Like what are some of the big, the popular ones that everybody mm. like would probably know about? Okay, let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of uh, deep diving here. Uh, great old ones, right? We're gonna talk. Let's yeah, see here. Yeah, I'm, I'm let's gonna do it live. Up. Let's do it live. Okay, yeah. So we got some good ones here. This is coming straight out of the player's handbook. Okay. Um. Yeah, you got some. They they mentioned some that are pretty. The big players. You got gone. Ganadar, all right. It's called. He's a robot guy, right? Yeah, that he's called that which lurks. Okay, now this dude's kind of weird. He just <laughs> he literally he just hangs out and stares at you. It's really strange. He's a catatonic, I think. Uh, he 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 doesn't like to talk, and he's got a very weird stare. His eyes they penetrate your soul. Um, so I feel bad for the dude. Dude's just trying to figure out what's going on. Right? He just wants to understand. And everybody's like, why are you lurking around, dude? He's just like, man, I can't. And he, when he tries to talk, because he's talking deep speech, it's a, again, deep speech is a language that you have to go to school for. It's very specialized. So okay. people don't know what he's talking about. And they get yeah. confused. And now the next one, uh, Thor is a done, right? The chained god. This guy, he, you know, uh, when you have the wallet in, in like middle school and you put the chain on it because the kids are going to steal your wallet and your lunch money. This guy, he just wanted to have his money tied securely to his body. And then they started calling him the chain god. He just got a big because of pa- a fucking wallet chain. Yeah, he's got a big patch, a uh, big pouch of gold. All right. That he walks around with. He's actually very charitable. So if you're down on your luck, let's say you go to the casino one night. And you and you you play the roulette table and you put all your money on red. You know, Thars Adun is known to show up out of nowhere and just cover you and say, Look, I know you put all your money on red, you put your your kids' college fund on there, and it got squandered. I'm gonna hook you up. And he'll throw some gold on the table. He's a really nice guy. But because he has the big chain and he jingles, <laughs> they call him the chain guy. All right. I don't understand it. And you got you got Dendar. All right, the Night Serpent. Now you might know Dendar from Tomb of Annihilation. Oh, uh, see a snake. He's a snake one. Yeah, that's where all snake the boy. you know Yan T were trying to bring him back. You know, Dendar. Yeah. He realized that the sun has, uh, you know, the radioactive rays from the sun cause a lot of cancer. So he figured, look, I'm going to take care of this. I'm just going to make everything nighttime. It's no big deal. 
we have magic in our realm. We can make we have the cantrip light, so we can we put can lights make, everywhere. We, yeah, we can make I fucking mean, crops grow. Exactly. So he was just trying to you know do something good for humanity, block out the freaking uh, you know UV rays. Yeah, so and, and, if skin cancer number one leading kind of cancer. I'm, I'm telling you, and Dendar, <laughs> you know that's what happens. He gets. He gets called the Night Serpent, and they make him out to be a bad guy. He's just trying to do his good, you know, due diligence, help out the world. Like, look, I'm going to cure you all of these UV rays. What's going on? But people didn't like that, apparently. So he's he is put into the Great Old One category, all right? Um, you got Zargon the Returner. This is a weird one. Zargon. Oh, I haven't heard of what, him. Yeah, what they do is every time you lose something in life, a dog... You know, you lose your your keys. keys. We both Zar- Zar- Zargon Zargon's there, and he returns it. He returns it for you. He's he a good gives guy. it back so that people get weirded out by it. They say, Zargon, what are you doing? Why are you always in my house giving my keys? <laughs> He's like, Look, I'm just trying to help out. I'm the returner. That's what I do. I return things that get lost. So Zargon, uh, from you know, again in the player's handbook, they write him up very shady. He's just trying to return the stuff to you. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't appreciate how the player's handbook, you know, wrote him. And then you got the Great Cthulhu again. The Great Cthulhu, we all know, he's just got he got lost out of the nursing home. He's trying to find his way back. He's, he was a he was an Olympic swimmer back in the day. <laughs> That's why he's uh, associated with the ocean. So he he actually he did a, a big marathon swim like um, Olympic uh, yeah, Olympics I, number one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from Miami. That's where I'm from. Born and raised in Miami, Florida. So uh, Cthulhu, back in the day, he did a, a marathon swim from Miami to Cuba. Oh, and back. wow. Yeah. And Un- back. Unass- and back. And back. Unassisted. They didn't call him, you know, the great old one from the ocean. Poor guy. But but yeah, so those are some, those are the top, you know, ones mentioned that you might know about. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard of most of them. I didn't, I didn't know about the guy who, uh, or uh, the one that returned keys. But other than that, I think I heard of all of them. So that's... um. Yeah. I, I feel I feel really bad when they're shined in that light, but everybody else just sees them as these evil cosmic beings. Um, I think I think we did touch on this a little bit. I was I was gonna ask about uh, what kind of hobbies elder ones can have, but I mean I know that Cthulhu like swimming. I don't know if it's it's it sounds like it's gonna be super varied. Yeah, it varies a little bit. Um, you know the. I would say like the returner, his hobby is really, you know, you know, those old people you see on the beach with the little metal detector. Yeah. Yeah. So he has something like that, that he'll go out and like he, but it's like the size of a planet, his little magnet (laughs) thing. Right. So he's in the far realm. He's going over the planet with this magnet thing and it's beeping. Beep, 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 beep. He gets really excited. He'll find it. He'll put his hand in there. Now he may destroy a city or two, but I can't blame him. You know, how many of us have knocked over an amp pile? Okay, raise your hand if you're not guilty of that. But anyway, he'll find <laughs> he'll find something, and he'll he'll return it to society. Now, again, you know there are some casualties, there are some massive catastrophes that collateral damage. Yeah, yeah, but you know he's trying to do the right thing. Uh, hobby. Let's see. I think the uh, what's the shuffleboard one? Okay. Um, yeah, Tharza doing the chain god. He really liked uh, shuffleboard, so he would take his little. For those of you who don't know what shuffleboard is, you have a little uh, stick and you push like a puck on a flat surface and it goes to a number. You try to score high. So 
he would do that from the far realm and uh unfortunately his puck was meteors and he would sometimes hit planets um again it would cause great destruction i'm not gonna lie about that but he tried to score really well <laughs> he did a good job so i think ferris and Dune did well um but yeah and you know dendar the night serpent he uh you know they were a very uh affectionate lover of reptiles found a lot of you know reptile creatures out there that were on the extinction list and brought them back to life now did those extinct you know animals when they began to thrive again eat a bunch of other people sure maybe but that's that's what's required when you want to save you know extinct creatures you gotta do what you need to do and the circle of life teaches us that sometimes reptiles are gonna eat people it's what it is <laughs> It's I, I I started this interview absolutely thinking like the old ones, the great old ones were going to be uh, the absolute bane on humanity and like the greatest cosmic threat to the world and the <laughs> universe. But now I'm like, I'm dead to see their side. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm starting yeah. to go uh, go the way of the uh, the the great old ones. Hey, um, you know, yeah, just a little misunderstood. Where, so I I think we may have briefly touch on this but maybe we haven't uh set it outright um just uh, like bedpan where do they come from or like where do they live so so they live in uh in the DD world they live in the far realm okay now okay. the far realm this is where a lot of the confusion comes in is the far realm is simply a place where mortals cannot uh think correctly so when if you were immortal and you went there and you had no protection, you would be uh, obliterated. Mm. You know, uh, the, the the senses would be overwhelmed. Excuse me. So um, so that is where a lot of this misinformation comes from. People get confused, right? I mean, if you're in, if you're in a place and your senses are overwhelmed, you might misinterpret things. So. Uh, they're living in a different uh, it's not necessarily a different plane of existence it's, just a, it's a different fabric of reality almost where the rules of physics are different uh, the way things the way magic works is different and so when you have Elminster and Mordenkainen visiting the far realm well I'm sorry you're mortals as great as you are you're just not going to be able to interpret things the same way so it's like if a child imagine a toddler okay going into uh, a senior citizen retirement community and they look at all the old people in the pool swimming around in their tight speedo swimming trunks and they might be overwhelmed their senses they don't know what's going on there's mimosas being served they don't know what a mimosa is they never had one they can't they're a kid uh and so these people you know they're eating uh, caviar they're eating steaks filet mignon a kid is just you know eating applesauce so they can't relate to the you know exquisite experience that the great old ones have in the far realm. It's just a different plane of existence. You know, when you go to the when you go to the bathroom in the in the in the far realm, you might have people helping you, you know, to clean up the mess. A kid, they don't know what that's like. They got a big mess in their diaper. It's just it's a whole different experience, what I'm trying to say. The mortals can't comprehend it. So <laughs> huh. these these great old ones, uh we, we named a couple big ones already. Is there any kind of like shared uh, physical traits about them? Like it, it, it seems like it seems like they're all pretty varied. I, you talked about Cthulhu being a great swimmer. 
I kind of I kind of know what Cthulhu looks like. Big big octopus guy. Yeah. Um, or are they all vastly different in physical appearance? So a lot of them, a lot of them have um, they do they do have different ex, you know physical traits like Father Lemmick, like I said, he has the hooks right uh, and little spikes on him, but they are normally associated with like tentacle type uh, creatures. So Cthulhu, like Dendar, the Night Serpent, a big snake, right? You're gonna have like that weird tentacle thing going on. Uh, Tharzadun, the the chained god, is gonna have like things around them, um, and and. Garhadur, oh, Ganadar, all right. That mm-hmm. which lurks yeah. is going to be just a strange, you know, weird-looking one. So these tentacled—I uh, don't want to call them monstrosities, but you know, no, it's almost they, like because they sound like cool guys. Yeah, you know, it kind of diminishes the respect that's owed to them. So, you know, as we all get older in life, we're going to get wrinkles, okay? And um, <laughs> you know, tentacles. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean. You know, it's like we're all going to share a similar physical trait. So wrinkles, right? And people are going to say, why do all the old people have wrinkles? Well, you look, when you get old, the gravity weighs on your skin. It makes these extra, you know, layers of skin. And then they're also going to ask, why does, you know, why does Papa have the, the, the little thing with the with the tennis balls on it, right? The little walker. Well, he needs help walking. So the tentacles, they serve that purpose. They allow the great old ones to feel around and understand what's going on around them so they can be perceptive all right and they can avoid danger it's a thing that happens over time evolutionary trait we trace this back to the dinosaurs um prehistoric periods on earth where the greater ones actually adapted to the harsh living conditions of the far realm and so these tentacles these wrinkles and these other things that are shared traits they come they come out and they become similarities among them so they, it's not, I mean, obviously they get real old. They get real, real old. Yeah. How old do they live to? You know, like if, the, um, as far as I know, it, you know, great old ones, they, they, some of them, they say I've been there since the beginning of time. Uh, uh, and they're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the name, right? I mean, you think it, you think it means something else, but if you're not calling a God, a great old one, think about, think about that for a second. All right. You have gods and you have great old ones. Yeah. Well, well, the great old ones precede the gods. Yeah. So they're they're theoretically millennia. The, yeah, the oldest things in existence. You know, like, I mean they I haven't heard of an extreme old god or anything <laughs> like that. So I think oh, great, a great old one is like the limit. That's like the the measuring factor right there. Like probably the oldest uh, sentient being, yeah, in the universe. I mean, yeah. If you go back to like, so there were some Soviet documents that were obtained uh, during the Cold War, and they showed that the they gauged the longevity of the Great Old One's life. It actually preceded that of uh, some of the gods in the Forgotten Realm. So, according to the facts that we have on record. Uh, again, this is from uh, declassified Soviet documents that were obtained by the, uh, the U.S. military in uh, 1964. They they precede the longevity lifespan of a god in the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, pretty much just however old the universe is, bam, you can pin that to the uh, the age of the old gods, too. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. 
so how how do they fit in with like the overall like pantheon of gods? Do they do do they kind of slip right on in there, or are they not? Are they not also uh, considered in the pantheon? Well, the pantheon I would say is like below them. So okay, the gods, yeah. the, the gods can't end the great old ones. Some believe that the pantheons were created. Uh, you know, you have different segments of the pantheon. I mean, just just straight up the 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 uh, bodily fluids, the fecal matter of the great old ones. Where did that go? What did that? evolve into some think it might be the gods i don't know there's not really hard evidence to, to connect them but it's either the offspring or parts of the great old ones that these gods come from so so the great old ones are like just so far outside of not only the pantheon of gods but also just reality i mean they're mm. they're so goddamn old <laughs> that yeah. they are beyond anything um, yeah. Beyond anything living, uh, mm. extraterrestrial gods. Um, yeah, it's wow. all it's all meaningless to them because some of these great old ones too. Their size is enormous, so some their size might be the size of a galaxy, and they could devour, you know, planets, uh, solar systems, and whatnot uh, at, at will. So the gods really can't. The gods were born of that. It, I would say. Yeah. The great old ones were the stewards. They planted the seeds, maybe fertilized the soil, and then the gods were born from that. Well, Anthony, I think that this might be the... um, We always end with me asking the expert to give one piece of advice for like, if there was like a, like a D&D party, um, to face the the topic, and I think this may be the hardest or most uh, in in futile futile um, topic yet, because this is like kind of the most grandiose topic we've ever covered on this show. But if a say D and D party of level twenties were somehow in the far realm and were facing down uh, an elder god and a great old one, what would be your number one and only piece of advice? If you only had, you know, thirty seconds to give them one piece of advice before they face it down, what would your number one uh, piece of advice be to grant this party? You can't kill an, a great old one. You might be able to convince them to take a different course of action. Okay. So, okay. So yeah, charisma checks instead of attack rolls. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you know, you can beat them up a little bit and say, look, just, you know, go to that other universe over there and deal with them. We're going to give you a hard time here. (laughs) So, you know, the great old one might be like, look, I got uh, my nap in an hour. I'm going to go over there because I don't have time for this. Yeah. That's true. that's true. When I'm that age, I hope I'm just napping all day and not fighting shit. That's it. Anthony, thank you so much for uh, joining tonight. Uh, where can people find you when you're not just absolutely uh, just buried in books about the great old ones? Where can people find you out in the real world? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Thrawn589 or my website, which is anthonydreams.com. 
Yes, and uh, Anthony has some amazing stuff on uh, not only DM's Guild, but uh, just elsewhere out there uh, for D&D 5e. Uh, so make sure you go and check all that out. And uh, yeah, um, I usually don't edit in like mid-rolls or anything to the show, so just go check out Majestic stuff because just a little too drunk to talk about like what actually we've got coming up at the moment <laughs> uh so anthony thank you so much for joining us thank you uh, and uh yeah we will uh see you all in two weeks the next episode coming out is going to be with dragon and danny uh dragon bait and danny which they will actually be live down here at my house i don't know how we're going to record that just yet but we'll figure it out um don't know their topic yet because they won't get it until an hour before. So thank you so much, Anthony. And uh, listeners, we will see you all in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. Honk.